We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Friday. We got to the end of the week. I'm good. I'm really glad about that. Okay, so before we go any further, let me put out a warning for men. Two, uh, Monday is Valentine's Day, guys. Monday, let me repeat that to you again, Valentine's Day. We talk about this every year. Don't screw it up. Whether you're married or you're not married, or maybe you just got a girlfriend, whatever. Take her out. Make an appointment. Make a reservation now. Because if you don't make it now, you're not going to get into a nice restaurant or anything. And I'm just telling you, you're just going to get the rest of the year off on the wrong foot. It is Valentine's Day on Monday. I got flowers showing up tomorrow at my house. They're getting here early. Now, I will admit that the reason they're showing up tomorrow is that to have them show up on Monday would have cost me an extra nearly $40. So I'm not worried about <laughs> I, I think my wife will like the flowers just as nice on Saturday as she would on Monday. And I'm going to I'm gonna buy a, one of those hearts, a nice candy, and I'm going to buy, buy myself a nice card. All right? Just cross all the T's and dot all the I's. All right? Chris, have you done this for your wife? Oh, yeah, you got to be prepared. Okay, I'm glad to now, hear this. Go ahead. I don't, know if I'll fight the, I don't know if I'll fight the lines, but flowers, chocolate, sweet stuff. Yep. Definitely. And a card. <laughs> Make sure you get a card. Now, it doesn't have to be one of those cards that is as tall as your wife, okay? You don't, <laughs> right, right. And you don't have to buy one of those cards that when you open it up, it plays some sappy song or something. You don't need to do that. Just a card. <laughs> just a card that says, hey. Babe, I love you. Thank you for being part of my life. That's all you got to do. Well, if if she was buying me a Valentine card, I want the one with the butterflies that come out of it. Well, you want one of those cakes that they send you. You open up and butterflies fly out. Those look kind of cool. I'm going to have to try that this year. I'm going to have to buy one of those and see. Now, now, on the other hand, we got somebody like Robert Steinbach. Do you buy it? Like, do you buy flowers for yourself, Robert? Well, first, Dave, if, if I've got something coming out of a cake, it's not butterflies. Uh, the, the second thing is I happen to pop in, you know, I, I live near the, the Sissy's Jewelry Store, and I popped in, yeah. and a very nice saleswoman said to me, oh, do you, you know, do you still need to buy something for Valentine's Day? And I said, no, unfortunately, uh, I don't need to buy something. I'm not with anybody uh, now. And she goes, 
You sure it's unfortunately? Anyway, so the point is you never know <laughs> if unfortunately or fortunately is the right word to describe the situation. But uh, this year I won't need to be buying any gifts uh, for this coming holiday. Let's put it that way. Buy yourself something, man. Yeah, maybe I will. I think you should. I think you should buy something for yourself. Well, you bought yourself a watch at Christmas, didn't you? That's right. Well, that's, that's where I bought it at, at, at Sissy's. Uh, Long cabin, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Good place. Um, I guess it's either or, right? That's right. It's <laughs> you either buy well, something for somebody else or just save the money. That's not a that's bad right. thing. That's not a bad that's thing. That's right. Now, you could go to the movie, but I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to go see uh, this new uh, Blacklight, the new movie by Liam Neeson. I'm a huge Liam Neeson fan, but when I start looking at the reviews and they give it a, are you ready for this, 4%. I have never seen a movie with only a 4%, but this new movie really got it. I went and saw Death on the Nile last night. Pretty doggone good. Oh. I mean, what is that? Well, you you know Agatha Christie, the great, you know, yeah. uh, you know, who done it right. author. Right. Well, she wrote Death on the Nile probably back in the fifties or something, and they've made it into a movie. I think three times. This is the third time. It's a good movie. Oh, wow! It's 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 who done stars well. In it? uh, Kenneth Branagh is in it. Uh, Gail oh, Gadot yeah. is in it. Um, some other actors and actresses that are kind of like B level. They haven't really right. been in big movies, but you'll kind of recognize them when you see them. Uh, right. The, the the lady that was in Game of Thrones that played um, uh, Jon Snow's love interest from the Frozen North is in it. You know, mm-hmm. Ro- Rose, mm-hmm. Rose something. I, rem- I forget what her the, full name the mystery, is. The murder mystery, right? Yes. The murder mystery or yeah. something? Yeah. You know, it's the one that they... Look, they even shot it like they did the movies that were made... You know, Peter Ustinoff used to be Perot, all right? You know, the, the, the detective. Right. Now <laughs> now it's Kev, now it's Brana who's doing it. And it, it's so fun it's so funny because the ending of the movies are always kind of the same. They got all the people who may have done it in the same room and uh Perot t- tells everybody who did it, and it's like a surprise. And they do these camera shots where they swing around it in the group, and they're all going, oh, you know, with, with, the, with the close-ups of their face and stuff. I mean, Peter yeah. Sellers did a great job of parrying it, uh, doing a parody of that in Shot in the Dark. It was a great scene in that movie. But, uh, yeah, it, and that movie came out, I guess, in the late 60s, early 70s. But, you know, I'm going to tell you uh, – uh, Brana is better than Peter Ustinoff, I believe. He was the guy who always played Burrow back in the in the seventies. So anyway, if you like that kind of film, you'll like this film. It's, I'm going to tell you, the cinematography is gorgeous. I mean, it's uh, two thirds of the movie is in Egypt, and how can you not be taken by some of the scenery in Egypt? Pretty cool. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's yeah, gorgeous. It's pretty cool. But anyway, you can guys. You want to take your, your your lover out on the the weekend to a movie? Go see Death on the Nile. Just telling you, do that. Or maybe marry me. I haven't seen it yet. I had several people tell me it's good. It's a new one with um, oh, who's the uh, uh, one that was in the movie about the the strippers making money uh, off of Wall Street brokers a while back. 
Um, oh, J-Lo? Yeah, J-Lo's in it. Yeah, so, I mean, that that right there, cinematography for landscape is a pretty good thing, too. What can I say? Anyway. For, for, for covering J-Lo <laughs> at a greater distance given her age? I'm not sure I follow. Yeah, no, she, no, she's pretty, you know, she's still in great shape and looking great. No doubt about yeah, it. You know, listen. Uh, a, a good cinematography and and a good uh, makeup artist surgeon and plastic surgeon <laughs> assisting that significantly. You're right. Okay, serious stuff now. All right. If you're making extra money because you got a raise uh, at your job, uh, you be glad you got a raise, but it's not keeping up with inflation. Uh, the average of uh, raises thus far this year is about six point two percent. Inflation at seven and a half percent and and going up fast. Commodities, are you ready for this? In the last year to year, commodities. Now, commodities for people who don't know much about economics, that's the stuff that everything that you buy is made of. All right, those are commodities. You you buy beef commodities. You buy vegetables for commodities. Gold, silver, everything up seventy percent year to year. 70, 70%. That's incredible. Uh, some different areas of inflation. Fuel pl- prices, that's gas, all right, gas and diesel, up 40%. Electricity, you know, that stuff that keeps your lights on, um, up 16%. Uh, your heating oil up in the Northeast, up 35%. Food is up uh, nearly 8%. I can go on and on. Yes, Dave. I, I, I'm not sure I understand uh, because Joe Biden says that all of his giveaways cost nothing. Oh, I know they cost nothing, Dave. Sure. So these numbers you say to me, it's all Greek. I'm so confused. Well, you don't have to be confused. Just go to the supermarket or gas pump. Reality has set in really quick. I filled up yesterday. A little over uh, about 14 gallons, and I was nudging the $50 mark. Easy. That's right. Yeah, $50 to fill up my tank. I do that twice That's a right. week. I did the math, man. I had done the math, just a dollar more uh, a fill-up, uh, or a dollar a gallon more a fill-up. And in a year, I spend almost $2,700 more just for gas. Yeah, this is what we call the Biden pay cut. This is what's going on. See, Biden uh, and the lefties make stuff up. You remember when we had Obamacare and, and Obama was going to bend the cost curve? Oh, yeah. Everybody's like, oh, that, that sounds important. That sounds like economics. You know what that is? That's make-believe. In other words, I, I'm not saying you can't bring costs down or up. This quote, bend the cost curve, that's made up gibberish to convince the public that they're doing something. It's nonsense. Uh, this, and now fast forward to uh, Obama light. Uh, in other words, whether you liked Obama or not, uh, the, the Biden administration is a bad facsimile uh, of the Obama administration. So you get um, uh, Obama light with Biden and Biden can't even um, uh, articulate 
the, the nonsense that we heard during the Obama administration. He says, well, all these free giveaways are, cost nothing. They cost nothing. Of course, they cost a fortune. They create inflation. They create greater debt. Yes, before the liberals jumped down my throat, the Republic, Republicans have been largely absent from the concerns about the debt as well. That doesn't make it right. It makes them complicitous in the wrongdoing. But nonetheless, Republicans have been better than Democrats overall. And the Democrats believe you just keep printing money like it's uh, post-World War I Germany and everything will be fine. Guess what happened in post-World War I Germany? World War II. That's what's happened. And we keep printing money, and we're going to be like Greece was a decade ago. Yeah, well, we're already at Jimmy Carter 2.0. That's right. That's that's, right. That's, that's where we're at now. There's some people listening right now. We're not alive when Jimmy Carter was uh, a president. Uh, and I say to them, be glad. Be glad you right. weren't alive when Jimmy Carter was uh, president because it was bad. All right, got to get our first break in. Robert Steinbach is here. Of course, he is a law professor of Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone. Do not necessarily reflect that at Bowen School of Law or the school to which it's attached. And he's a practicing attorney here in the uh, uh, state of Arkansas. Also with us, Chris Corbett, who is in uh, Cabot, practicing attorney as well. Uh, both of them will be with me until 7.30 today on the Dave Ellswick Show. I need to remind you about with the rise in crime, uh, especially here in Little Rock, and I read the uh, the article on uh, Channel 7's uh, website today, and if that's the best Scott's got to offer, we're in trouble. I'm just telling you. Read the article. Uh, I'm going to see if uh, Mayor Scott will come on and talk about this because some of the stuff he's saying is ridiculous. But anyway, we'll see if we can't get him on the, the show and to talk about that, plus the people who are challenging uh, him. I mean, uh, Steve Landers says he's running for mayor, and there's several other names that they named uh, in the story. We'll see if we can get them all on and give them a little bit of time and tell us how they're going to change the things that are going on uh, in this uh, great city that we uh, live in and work in. But uh, you may need, uh, you know, a, a security system at your house or at your uh, business just so you can feel comfortable uh, in the evening when you turn the lights out and go to bed or uh, when you're just sitting around watching a little bit of TV, you know, watching the Razorbacks upset Auburn or whatever. Uh, they do a great job over at uh, ICU Protection, LLC. Uh, their uh, website is uh, icuprotectionllc.com. Billy Mack is the owner. His phone number is 501 205 1333 he does everything you know he puts the devices on your windows puts the devices on your doors does he do cameras absolutely and he doesn't do those crappy cameras that you see on uh, some of the a and e criminal stories these are 1080p cameras they are as clear as if you got uh you know uh, direct tv you know how clear sports are on there same way with your uh your, your, your security cameras. Alarm security monitoring, residential and commercial. Call him, 501-205-1333. Know that you pay for the service, but you do not pay for the hardware. That's right. That's on him. You pay for the service. Starts off at about $40 a month. 501-205-1333. That's ICU Protection, LLC. 
All right, back with you. I've said enough about inflation. Just remember, uh, remember that it was just early uh, in his uh, administration that the president said that inflation was transitory. It is not. It is becoming entrenched, and it is hard to change once it's uh, it, it really gets entrenched. Go back and read in the Reagan administration the first few years when Reagan and Volcker uh, got together. Volcker was head of uh, uh, the Fed at the time and and what they had to do to bring inflation to heal. It was not easy. It was very, very difficult. And it wasn't by spending more money in the government. It was by cutting taxes and making it harder to get money to do things. That was the formula, and it worked. So uh, first couple of years of Reagan's uh, uh, term were very, very tough because of what Jimmy Carter had done by continually spending money and uh, dumping money into the economy. Ooh, does that sound uh, kind of like today? And thank God we stopped that Build Back Better $5 trillion spending spree that the Democrats wanted to do or be worse than it is right now. All right, Robert Steinbach is with us. We've also got uh, Chris Corbett. Guys, both of you are lawyers. I've got a story here from Real Clear Politics. And let me just read the uh, first paragraph. And and this is really uh, you know apropos for you, Robert, since you are a college professor. Legal education is about to undergo a revolutionary change with the uh, ABA, that's the American Bar Association, poised to mandate race-focused study as a prerequisite to graduate from law school. It's another instance of woke ideology being forced on the nation and may necessitate that states revisit the ABA's government-granted near-monopoly accrediting power. What do you say about that, Robert? <clears throat> wow, Dave. You know, we are, you and I often talk during the week, before the show, and then uh, from those conversations, you often ask me questions. And I just want to tell your audience, I had no idea that you were going to ask me about this because we didn't talk about this. No, we didn't. Uh, and it's neither here nor there whether we did. But here's what's interesting about that. Uh, four uh, um, law professors, amongst others, wrote a very well-crafted letter to the ABA before they implemented this rule, telling them how poorly designed the rule was. I was one of those four. And uh, in that letter, uh, we told them that uh, of the serious problems with their proposal, they made some tweaks, to be fair. The tweaks largely improved it. But it's sort of like asking you, who's your favorite fascist? You know, even a good fascist ain't so good. (laughs) Are you a a Mussolini lover or a Hitler lover? Exactly. (laughs) Stalin? Which way am I? I'm not sure. Um, uh, So... Uh, um, this uh, policy is discriminatory. Uh, Let's be clear. This is a discrimination-based policy. And here's what legislators and the governor may not realize. We don't have to be ABA accredited. Every state has outsourced 
the accreditation of law schools to this private organization, the American Bar Association. It's not an education institution. Institution. There are many accrediting institutions for engineering and social sciences that are education-based. The ABA is not. It is a political organization, their claims to the contrary, notwithstanding. And here's what the state legislature should do. They should say that in Arkansas, the two law schools will no longer be accredited by the ABA. That's what they should do. They should pull the accreditation from the ABA. You want an accreditation? We can get another one. That can, we, can, we, we are accredited by the double ALS, the American Association of Law Schools. And, the, and the, uh, the legislature can say that that is sufficient for our law schools. And we no longer have to waste our time. And by the way, we're accredited through the Arkansas Bar Association as well. So we can do away with the waste of money, the waste of time, and the political influence all associated with being accredited by the American Bar Association. They are a leftist propaganda, propaganda indoctrination uh, promoting organization. And we do it across this country in higher education, in legal and non-legal higher education. We do enough leftist indoctrination. We don't need the help of a leftist indoctrination organization like the American Bar Association. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I want you you to hold your powder. We'll pick it up when we come back. We got to get a break. We got news coming up. Then Robert and I and Chris and I will all get together and talk about this. All right, back with you. Don't forget about David Lucas Financial. They will help you learn how to buy gold and silver. I'm telling you what, it's a different process when you're buying precious metals than when you're buying stocks and bonds and things of that nature. And uh, David Lucas Financial can help you out. All they want you to do is give them a call, 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315 so that you'll learn more about buying silver and gold because David Lucas Financial works with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. So you get direct prices from a dealer you can trust. So don't let 1970s style inflation destroy your retirement you know, you might want to look into and find out if uh, silver and gold could help you protect your assets at IRA, 401k, and hard-earned savings. Just call 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial, an Arkansas registered investment advisor. All right, when we left at the bottom of the hour before we went to the news and uh, heard about inflation and all the things that we were already talking about here on the show. Uh, you know, you look at uh, the ABA, which is something else that I wanted to talk about today, uh, because a big article in Real, uh, Real Clear Politics uh, deals with this whole issue, and it is not uh, a good thing that what we're, we're seeing from the ABA. More and more people are leaving the ABA because uh, they're ideologues. Uh, The ABA membership dropped from 300,000, over 50% of the bar, by the way, in 1980 to just 
194,000 in 2017. That means they went from 50% of the bar to 14.4% of the bar. The ABA may be a, a proxy for the American legal community at one time, but now it's just a proxy for the left wing of the American legal community. And that's, you know, Robert, that's what you said. Uh, Chris, what do you say? You know, it's interesting. Um, I think teaching this stuff like these, like they want to teach it, it sows discord and animosity between people. I don't think it's a good thing at all. And the way they teach it, they skew it, right? And um, they don't, they're, they're revisionists. The history, revisionists of the history that this country went through. And I think it, here's, here's the course. Racism is bad, okay? Making a choice based on race is not good. Class over. All right. That, that's what I, that's how I feel about it. And then what they're doing though is they, I mean, it's right in the Bible. It's right in the Bible. Don't sow discord among your brothers, and that's what these classes do. It's not about educating them. It, it's it, it's it's a it's false. It's a false narrative, and it upsets people. And they need to quit it. They need to stop doing this because it's sowing discord between the races. All right. It's, uh, it's kind of interesting to say the least, is it not? Oh, it's. I mean, it's, it's one of Solinsky's, uh ways to take down a country. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Robert. But what I'm hearing from the ABA is that they want to have institutionalized dogma. You must teach certain things. You are not given the ability to decide what should be taught to the classes that you teach. That's 100% correct, because they want you to teach leftist ideology on race. In other words, they don't tell you the dogma regarding oh, criminal law or evidence law or business associations law, corporation law, essentially, um, in a nutshell. Uh, but the dogma regarding race, which isn't typically law, it's more politics. So they want to indoctrinate you into politics uh, under the guise of accreditation, no less, regarding law schools. This is what the left does. That's why they want to control what students hear, because they use it as a method of indoctrination. It's amazing. It's amazing. It really and, is. and so it what really you're is. saying is that it's time to move away from the ABA, which, as we saw, it uh, used to be 50% of people who practice law belong to the ABA. We're down to just a little over 14% now. Uh, the writing seems to be on the, the the wall for the ABA, correct? Well, I don't know if the writing on, is on the wall or not, I, meaning you may be right. I've been saying this for years. Remember, of course, that the ABA also rates judges, and now I think it it goes back either to Reagan or, or Bush one when they started to rate judges, and all of a sudden all the conservative judges got rated lower. Not all, but there seemed to be this significant disparity in how they rated conservative judges versus leftist judges. Why? Because politics. That's why. The rating was no longer a rating of quality. Uh, it became a rating of politics. And uh, uh, either 
you know, it was either Bush one or Bush two. Then I think Bush two said, I'm not going to pay any more attention to the ratings. I'm going to pick my judges the way I'm going to pick my judges. And so they have lost ground in that regard because their transparent efforts of politicization uh, have become more well-known. But now they try it in law schools. We have to give up the accreditation process. We have to run, the state does. This is not up to the law schools, not at all. This is up to the legislature. The legislature needs to pass a law, and I'm happy to work with them, as you know I regularly do, uh, that says uh, we will no longer use the American Bar Association as an accrediting institution for our law schools. All right. We'll keep an eye on this. It's a that's a big topic to talk about, no doubt about topic. it. All right. Yeah. So on my show on Monday, we had Doug Reed on. You guys know Doug, don't you? Our client, yes, sir. Oh, he's, he's your client. client. All right. He is, of course, District One. Uh, uh, you know, uh, he is a uh, a JP on the uh, Quorum Court for Pulaski County. Uh, he showed up that was not going to wear a mask because of a uh, religious objection, and uh, the judge uh, Hyde told him he could not come in and be part of the quorum court uh, meeting that was going on on uh, the that that what was it the Friday night or whatever it was that they that they met, which meant that about twenty thousand uh, uh, Pulaski citizens had no representation on the quorum court. Can the judge do that? The short answer is no, meaning people can do all sorts of things. Can someone commit murder? They do it all the time. Right. It's illegal. Uh, can, can, legally, uh, can they I, do it? Can he do it exactly. legally? And the answer is no, and that's why Chris and I will be filing today the lawsuit on behalf of Doug. Here's what you're going to love, Dave. As you know, Chris is at the the razor's edge. Chris uh, has three lawsuits. I represent him, and he's co-counsel as well as plaintiff in three lawsuits to enforce our gun rights. One of those lawsuits is against your buddy, Barry Hyde, who refuses to let us go into the courthouses as lawyers with guns, notwithstanding the law says that an officer of the court is entitled to go into the courthouses. The law is very clear, and they've done contortions better than a Russian gymnast to try to get out of it. One, excuse me, one of their arguments, one of Barry Hyde's arguments, is what's called separation of powers. And that argument is that the legislature, the executive, and the judiciary each has a core function that can't be interfered with by the others. And they say, therefore, the legislature can't tell the judiciary what to do. And, of course, that's true in the sense that the legislature can't tell the judiciary how to decide cases. But the law has nothing to do with that. The law says who's allowed in the building. Uh-huh. Here, so Barry Hyde's defense was, uh, sorry, the, the, the judges uh, get to decide uh, uh, that issue. Well, now we have Doug Reed wants to go into the quorum court to pursue his legislative function, and the executive tells him he's not allowed in the building. So you know what our argument is now? Separation of powers. Hey, Barry, 
You said that whenever anybody goes into the building, it's up to the people who work in that building to decide what they get to do. Well, the legislature, the quorum court, operates in that building. Barry, you don't get to tell the legislature what to do. Back off. So now Barry Hyde is going to have to decide which way he wants to come out on this argument, having come out one way when it comes to carrying guns in the courthouse and now come out the other way when it comes to wearing masks in the uh, in the building in which a quorum court meets. Barry Hyde has now been tied up in a knot. He can't have it both ways. Let's see what happens now. All right. So, Chris, what are you going to be arguing when is this is this your argument when you take this before a judge? That's right. We've got about uh, five causes of action. And um, the first one that, that, that jumped off the page to, to me is if you get a blue wristband by some sort of oath or uh, vaccination status, you get free reign. No mask. You can go anywhere in the county buildings if you get a blue wristband. Now, who controls these blue wristbands? I don't know. What the criteria is for confirming or not confirming that you're vaccinated, um, plus have had your, uh, you know, your, your prostate exam at 50 years old. If you get a blue <laughs> wristband, you get to do anything you want to do, right? Right. <laughs> so that, that, it's just outrageous that they've got some sort of um, secret police handing out blue um, wristbands that allow you to come in. Uh, and, and this is the government. Remember, this is the government making stuff up. And um, we're going to we're going to put them in a bind because on one hand, um, they're saying that yeah, the separation of powers argument is fantastic. Uh, you you can't come in with a gun, but um, we get our power and we get to tell you that you have to wear a mask, and there's no religious exemptions or philosophical exemptions. However, there is one exemption if you have a blue wristband, whatever that means. So, yeah, we're going to hammer them. That's and, amazing. Um, we're glad, yeah, we're glad uh, Doug Reed is um, willing to step up and, and push this issue, and we're going to take it to a judge's order and see what happens. Yeah, he, he did a good job on my show the other day explaining exactly what happened. I mean, he... He played by the rules. He wanted to go in, and I guess the rent the rent a cop they had on the outside wouldn't let him go in. So uh, they took away his right to represent his constituents uh, at the yeah. quorum court. Well, I've I've gone into the Plassey County Courthouse, and I've seen numerous people walk past the metal detector by raising their hand and showing some sort of greenish blue head wristband. So what's that all about? So now, now, on one hand, they say they need safety and security and health measures. But on the other hand, if you have this blue wristband, you can sneak a gun or a knife in without going around. The, the, right. the, I, I fooled them on this. They spent $3,000 on these wristbands. And uh, it's a little gummy band. You see, it was one of those little bands that you can get at a, at a thrift store. And so do they say what would Hyde do on them? Yeah, it's a, um, <laughs> instead of what would Jesus do, it says, what would Hyde oh. do? <laughs> That's right. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Apparently, uh, he would issue an, a, an edict from his throne that says the le- person, certain persons of the legislature can't come into the building. Why didn't he just ban them all? And then he didn't even need to consult the quorum court members, which constitutionally are required to help him run the county. 
He can just ban them all and make his own rules up, right? Which yeah. he did. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I I was I'm I'm as much a friend of Barry Hyde as I was with uh, Valines when he was a county judge. So, uh, right. just for everybody who knows remembers my fights with Valines on the air. Uh, bottom line is the same thing with uh, with Hyde. He he. Tr- these guys get a little bit of power, and they all they want to do is can flex their muscles. You know, they want to show off their guns or something. I, I don't. I, yeah. and I'm not talking about guns that you put in your belt. I'm talking about you know your biceps. Right. They're trying to show their guns doing that. All right, guys, you stay tuned. We'll be right back with you. Got to get a break in. Let's do that. Then we'll come back and we'll continue discussing things. There's a lot of stuff going on that you need to know about here on uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget that on February 22nd, I will be live from the Rotunda. That is the first day of filing uh, for running for office in the Republican Party. And we will be there live. And, we'll, I, you know, there's no telling who stop by and, and talk to us and uh, discuss politics here in the state of uh, Arkansas. But... Well, we look forward to to doing that. We try to do that every couple of years here on uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Bottom line, Pat Davis wants you to know he can save you money when it comes to buying your health insurance, like 30 to 50%. And we're talking about inflation. Saving money every way you can is important so that you have some of your own money that you're making for your own discretionary spending. You know, and Pat Davis can help you out with that. Now, this this applies uh, to any provider in the nation. I can tell you it means you'll not make copays anymore. You need to talk to him about deductible busters. He can tell you all about that. This is real insurance. It's not, you know, a, a share plan. Keep all this in mind and let Pat Davis save you money. Get you great health insurance, but save you money 501-605-6935 is his number or you can visit him online yourhealthplanman.com all right back with you here on the dave ellswick show we've got about six minutes left to the top of the hour so let's talk about this story on the uh, channel 7 website uh, and uh, an interview that they did with the mayor, uh, Mayor Scott, and they asked him about some different things. Uh, He said that uh, they said crime is a concerning topic in the capital city right now. And and he said, quote, being a son of Little Rock, I've seen crime ebb and flow. We are a safe city. We can be a safer city, unquote. Now, I'm I'm just going to say I'm I'm going to dismiss what he said there. Little Rock is not, quote, a safe city right now. I mean, just on one weekend alone, they had 11 shootings. 11 shootings. That is not a safe city. I'm sorry. And uh, he went on to talk further with Channel 7. He says, many people have asked, well, why now for the public health emergency? Well, the reason why is we understood crime was attributed to a number of different things. All right. Now let's listen to the things that he he quotes here. I want to get the mayor on. I don't know if he'll come on, but I'm going to offer him the time to come on to the show and and speak. Specifically, COVID-19 and that uptick, and we were able to take it down. 
But when you saw a couple of weeks ago that we had 11 shootings, that's not normal in Little Rock at all. And they say, well, that's a perfect time to ask what's being done to fix it. And he says the short-term approach is always the proactive policing. But as a long-term approach, it's going to be exactly what uh, we've shared, addressing the systemic and root causes. So when you see a safe neighborhood, you see a neighborhood full of jobs. When you see a safe neighborhood, you see a neighborhood with access to capital. When you see a safe neighborhood, you see a neighborhood that truly understands financial literacy. When you see a safe neighborhood, you see a complete community. Now, let me just say to the, to the, to the mayor, you know, when you see a complete community in an important community, you see fathers that are at home. You see fathers that are part of their children's lives, and uh, that needs to be addressed first, and some of this other stuff will stop uh, when that is uh, that, that, when that, that type of thing is addressed. And I, I think it's funny that it's a health emergency that he put forth. I don't know exactly why he did that. I'll ask him about it. But guys, off the top of your head, how is COVID-19? in any way coupled to an increase in shootings oh dave that that that's very simple uh, you take the COVID-19, you add to it an incompetent mayor, and then you have a lot of shootings. <laughs> okay. See? All right. See, that's yeah. the formula. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just don't, I don't understand that logic that because there's a disease out there you, you've, that's, that's, that's impacting people, you're going to have more shootings. My question, if that's the case, then with as many people as die from heart disease, why don't we have more shootings? I'll tell you I'll tell you where it is, Dave. And this is how they think. Because of COVID, right? The police should be softer on crime. They should be able to protest and throw a rock through the window because of COVID, right? That's that's how they think. But I don't and hear them. They, I don't hear anybody pro, uh, protesting against COVID. I hear protesting some <laughs> exactly. about about shots and stuff, but I don't hear them you know, getting all over it's them no because logic. COVID. There's no logic at all to it. That's why people scratch their head on it and go, wait, wait a minute. How about more police? How about fill the police positions that are there? How about um, support your officers? How about, um, you know, this uh, this defund the police? It's all this systematic uh, program that these Democrats and these liberals are pushing, this division, that they're showing this discord. Let's teach racism in schools. Let's teach that certain people can do crimes, and they should be able to get away with it. All right. Uh, keep, keep your thoughts. We'll come back after the news. We're going to pick it up right there on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's a Friday morning. We just got about a minute into the news, so we got to get to that. Got to pay the bills as well. And then I'll be back with Robert Steinbach from the Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone. He is a law professor there, plus an active attorney here in the state of uh, Arkansas, as is Chris Corbett, who is from Conway and is a practicing attorney. More coming your way in just a moment.
Let me give you a uh, a real quick education on government programs that start out at a certain price and then they end up way over the price that they say that it's going to uh, cost. You guys are, uh, I'm sure, familiar with California's high-speed rail system that they want to build out in California. And when they started it, they said it would cost $40 billion. Now, that's sticker shock just in and of itself. But now, in a new report that has come out about it, the uh, cost of the high-speed rail system, this uh, from a story by the Wall Street Journal, has risen, you ready for this one, $105 billion dollars. From $40 billion to $105 billion. Now, we don't live in California, but this is, this is a basic story of what government programs usually look like. They start out, they say it's going to cost this. When it gets going, it costs a lot more. And then over uh, the years, it continues to increase in price. That's why people should be very, very, very suspicious of any government-funded program. Chris? Hey, you know what? High-speed rail would be fantastic, right? Uh, but, yeah, we got to watch the watch spending. I mean, that's what that's what one of my one of my canons of my of, my, of me running for office, Dave. I'm going to see you on February 22nd. Lower taxes and lower spending. Uh, it's real simple. Uh, it's not that hard, right? But uh, I was, uh, you mentioned the filing day. Uh, did you know Arkansas has one of the highest filing fees in the nation? And we're the 49th in median income. How in the heck did that happen? Well, I understand so, yeah. that. I, I could. Let's have lunch sometime. I'll explain it to you. I'd love to. Because I'll tell you, it used to to be the Democrats that had the highest filing fees uh, because they controlled the legislature and the uh, constitutional Mm -hmm. offices. Now they can't can't, uh, get into a constitutional office or, in many cases, even into a a state rep or a a state senate uh, seat. And so... They have to go out and beg people to run for these offices, and uh, the filing fees are very low. That's not the case now on the Republican side. Everybody wants to run as a Republican, so they continue to raise fees and filing fees to you know to to, to try to keep the amount of people who want to run at a reasonable rate. Yeah, I, I got a I got a quick two minute explanation of out of control government spending. Okay, go you, you put all. This is it. All spending lands in four quadrants. I'm going to explain this very quickly. And the two things you care about, right, personally, is cost and quality, right? So when you spend your own money, you want the lowest cost and the best quality. It's all about whose money you're spending, right? So I spend my own money. I want it low cost, high quality. I want a G. Loomis fishing pole. I want a sage fly fishing rod. I want the 
best quality I can get for the lowest amount of money. Now, check this out. Dave, I'm going to spend your money to buy Steinbuck a gift. Guess what? I want Steinbuck to care about me. I am going to buy him a high-quality rod with your money. Of course. I don't give a rip. I don't give a rip what it costs. That's quadrant two, right? Right. I'm going to spend your money for him. Quadrant three. Now it's all about who's spending the money. The government. I'm going to spend the government's money, right? I'm going to spend your money, and but, I, but I, I'm campaigning, right? I want you to elect me. So I want the highest quality rail system or anything. I, I don't care about the cost. I want the best quality because I'm spending it. I'm putting it out there, right? And then let's go to the government. The bureaucrats get in there. They don't give a rip about the cost because it's somebody else's money, and they don't give a rip about the quality. That's quadrant four. That's where we are. That's called government. They're spending the people's money, and it's not their fishing pole. They don't give a rip about the quality. That's how it goes down. That's, in a nutshell, the four quadrants of spending, and that's why you got to lower taxes and lower spending and be able to monitor this stuff. It goes right into transparency. Yeah. How in the heck do they go from $40 billion to $105 billion? Yeah, let's take an example of that. I forget what shot it was, but uh, the, the government was uh, meeting uh, here in the state of Arkansas talking about COVID-19, and there was a, a specific shot that they were talking about in the meeting. And uh, they were talking about they were spending nearly $100 per shot. And some doctor who was there at the meeting said that they yeah. were spending like $3 or $5 a shot. Oh, there you go. That's you, Dan. You're talking one of the, the cost and quality in the four quadrants of spending money. Right? Yeah, because you're right. They're not worried about finding the best deal because it's not their money. Exactly. Well, let, we get, uh, let's get uh, uh, Robert on about this. So how do, we, how do we get this kind of information out to uh, the public so that they understand how much of their money is wasted by government? Because government is not the cost-effective uh, way of doing programs, typically? The way you do it is through politics. The way you do it is by listening to candidates. Listen to people like Chris Corbett, who's running for the House. Why? Because Chris Corbett uh, is representing the people's rights in court that have been enacted by the legislature, but not fulfilled by the other branches of government. Because Chris Corbett wouldn't do like his opponent and take $500 to show up at night uh, in town for a local meeting and call it a per diem. Per diem is a travel expense when you go a distance. But these local elected bureaucrats have found themselves the pot at the end of the rainbow, and they're cashing in on your wallet, Dave. So you get some JP. You don't have to take that check. If you're a JP, if you're a justice of peace, you don't have to take a check for $500 to go one evening to a meeting per month. That's an abomination. You know that the JPs also get their health insurance paid? They have a part-time job, and they got full-time health insurance. That's worth thousands of dollars. Why? Because they're in cahoots, in a sense, to, to take advantage of the people because the people don't know the details. So you've got to elect 
People like Chris Corbett, who would never take a per diem for traveling around the corner to go to a local meeting. Chris Corbett makes money as a successful lawyer and a successful engineer. And you need someone who has, is successful in private enterprise to represent your interests because he knows how to spend your money, not someone who spends his life spending other people's money. All right. Things to keep in mind. Well <clears throat> Let me tell you, you're talking about knowing what, what politicians stand for. Uh, one of the things that I've tried to do over the 21 years that I have been here is to get as many people on the air to talk about what they believe in so that people know what they believe in. So uh, we're going to take that a step further this year uh, because we're going to do town hall meetings here on uh, 1011 FM, The Answer. We'll start on March the 10th, and I think that's going to be for the Attorney General's office, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have all that information locked down next week, but uh, it's going to happen over at Agape Church at the Family Life Center, and we'll set up, and uh, you can come and see it live, uh, or you can uh, listen to it on the radio we're going to check to see if we can get it on my facebook as well but that's all thing that that i can't guarantee yet uh we were told oh, that, that we can you know it's going to be great Dave. you know we're going to yeah, have these people up there fantastic. you know and, and we're just Brilliant. right now we're just doing the uh the republican primary that's what we're doing uh we're working to see if uh uh congressman hill and senator uh, Bozeman uh, will agree to appear at a town hall. If so, then we're going to do both of those races as well. And then when we get into the general election, we'll do them again. We'll give you a time so that you can hear all the candidates uh, talk about the different subjects that are important to you. So we're very, very, we're going to be your station, just so for our listeners, we're going to be your station to come to to hear all the information for the election of 2022. It's an important election. It's a huge election. And then 2024 will be a monstrous election. So just know that we're going to play our part and do what we're supposed to do as your local radio station. All right, let's get a break in. Then we'll come back, finish it up with Robert Steinbach and Chris Corbett. Here on the uh, Dave Ellswick Show, let me remind you once again, on uh, the 22nd of this month, we will broadcast live from uh, the uh, Rotunda. I've already got it set up where I'm going to be sitting at. I'm going to be over where they have all the bus set up to, uh, if you walk into the Rotunda from the back entrance, it's to your left. We'll be right over there where we normally are, and we'll have uh, and grab uh, you know different politicians as they walk by and sit them down and talk to them. Uh, Alan Kerr will be with me. He's going to be our guy that's going to be asking the questions at these town halls. Okay, so PI roofing. I've been talking about PI roofing for a long, long, 20 years. I've been talking about PI roofing. Uh, I needed a new roof because of um, that supercell that formed over Cabot a few weeks back in December that sent those, uh, spawned those tornadoes uh, that went through Kentucky. And we had some hail, and we had some wind. And we had wind damage, and we had hail damage. Well, Chris from uh, the folks over at PI Roofing came over and got up on the roof, walked around, said, Dave, you got hail damage, and you got wind damage. And 
and uh, presented me with what he thought it would take to, to fix it. I called uh, 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 Kerr uh, up, who is my insurance salesman, of all things, and uh, he sent out an appraiser. The appraiser and the folks in PI Roofing got on my roof. They walked around on it. They sat down. They put their pencils uh, together and uh, figured out what the cost should be and brought it to me uh, a couple of days ago. Yesterday, I signed the contract for PI Roofing to replace my uh, my roof. Yeah, I'm, I don't have to wait several weeks to get it done. They're going to have the, the, the shingles and all that that has to be replaced will be on my driveway this afternoon. And tomorrow morning, starting at 6.30, PI Roofing will be on top of my house taking off the old roof and putting on the new roof. This is what you can expect from PI Roofing. PI Roofing is the best roofing company I know of here in central Arkansas, not the state. They have done the roof before for my house about 16, 18 years ago. They're doing it again now, and uh, it's got a 25-year warranty on it. Well, I won't be in the house, but that warranty is transferable to the person who buys the house from me. So I'm excited about that as well. PI Roofing, 707-3551, or go to piroofing.com. All right, back with you. Robert Steinbach is with us, as is Chris Corbett. Uh, We were talking about filing fees, and uh, just so you know, Chris, the run for governor uh, in the state of Arkansas is $15,000 on the Republican side to run for Senate. Oh, I thought they were... For, for for the for the Senate side, twenty k. Whoa! I thought it was uh, they reduced it or something on uh, for the governor. Well, I'm not sure about that. All I can is I've I've searched and searched as soon as I find it. Yeah, I'll find out. But I think your numbers are right. I just I thought I saw some blurb that they had reduced the role for governor, reduced the AGs. Um, but yeah, they're high. Well, yeah, I know they're high. I know, I know they're high. Well, you do, you do understand that all that money that is collected is spread out amongst the candidates for the Republican Party during the general election. I do understand that. Okay, that's that's where it's taken to. By the way, I did want to mention one thing. Phone number here uh, at one zero one one. The the answer, our main office number five zero one four nine two zero two five two. Uh, if you're interested in being a sponsor of our town halls, I mean, we've got some sponsors already. We're always looking for more uh, because they're not cheap to do. Uh, if you'd like to get involved in it, you call that number. Again, ask for Lynn or for Sloan. All right, uh, 501-492-0252. And that way uh, you can get involved in it as well. As far as I know, guys... I don't think a radio station here in in Arkansas has ever done this before, uh, doing you know major town halls uh, for the the listeners and for the voters. I just I you guys have known me for a long time. You know that I'm all about that. I I don't say who I'm voting for during the, the primaries. So I think everybody should hear the people who put their money down to run for an office and hear what they have to say. Everybody will be asked the same questions. Everybody gets the same amount of time to answer. 
and uh, you can either be at the event, you can listen on the radio, or hopefully we'll be able to see it on uh, Facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick Show. So that's that's where we're at right now, just so everybody knows. We'll be live on the radio on the 22nd from the Rotunda. That's all been set up. I will be there broadcasting live from the Rotunda, talking to the people who are coming to start putting their money down for the Republican primary. That goes on from the 22nd of February to March 1st. So after March 1st, we know everybody who's running and who's going to be on the ballot. And then everybody, you'll even you will get a, a letter, Mr. Corbett, talking about our our uh, what we're doing here at uh, the radio station as well. Awesome. Okay. I love it. You know, all, all people will get one. All right. So you guys uh, tell me what are some, what I'm going to give you the last few moments here to talk about what you think we need to talk about. I've been controlling the uh, conversation. So what is it you'd like to talk about? First you, Robert, what do you want to talk about? Final, final say today. Continue to pay attention. Chris and I just filed the appeal uh, in one of our gun cases, uh, filed the notice of appeal in one of our gun cases, filed the brief uh, on appeal in in the second of our gun cases. Chris and I continue to fight for your Second Amendment rights that are being usurped by leftist politicians in Pulaski County. And you have no rights unless you enforce them. And that's why you need someone like Chris in office. And that's why Chris and I... In, in private practice, augment the great work of the conservative legislature. They write the laws. We enforce them. All right. So since you guys are working together, is it Steinbach and Corbett or Corbett and Steinbach? Corbett and Steinbach, baby. <laughs> All right. Okay, Chris, you got you got a moment to say last thing on your mind. Hey, it's going to be fantastic. Um, this next will probably get a little bit of traction in the news, filing suit for Doug Reed, for out-of-control bureaucrats like Barry Hyde, making up rules, um, issuing edicts from his throne, um, violating the separation of powers. Uh, you know, we've got two, two of the gun cases on appeal. The law is, is simple. Um, and, and we're going to focus on these, uh, the crime, too. You know, that crime's going to spread. In Arkansas, if it's not handled in the capital city, it's going to spread like a disease, worse than COVID. If you can't get that crime under control, Mayor Scott, what are we going to do? How about every officer on the corner, all county officers, all police officers, hire new ones? Um, you know, I put in an application here at the Faulkner County Sheriff Reserve Office. Hey, they need guys to come down there and help out. And um, I haven't been hired yet, but crime's a big deal. Uh, inflation's a big deal. We pay too much. Gas prices are too high. I see bread and eggs being emptied out of the grocery stores. You know, this supply chain thing, it's real. And and our politicians need to do something about it, Dave. That's why I'm running for office, corporate for Conway. I've got my billboard up. I'm running hard, and um, we're going to see what the people say. I hope they – I'm asking for your vote. All right. You'll get your chance to come on and come on as a candidate as well. When you're not a candidate, you, you can come on and talk about subjects, but when you're a candidate, yeah. you can come on and talk about that as well. All right, we're out of time, guys. Great Friday show. Good information for the people who've been listening in today. You all have a great weekend. Go see uh, Death on the Nile. It's a good movie. You'll like it, Chris. You'll like it a lot. It's fun. Gal Gadot's in it. Ooh. Yeah, take 
Take your wife to it. All right. Yeah, you got that I'll eye candy. That's it. there. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you, Robert, for being part of the Dave Ellswick show today. We appreciate you too, my man. You know that. All right. Thank you. That's I got to move on. I've got to move on. Coming up after the break, we've got uh, Matt Smith who's going to join us, and we will talk about uh, movies for this weekend. There's a new one by Liam Neeson out. J-Lo's got a new one called Marry Me. Death on the Nile opens this weekend as well. I saw the preview of it last night. It's a, it's a good movie. I'll talk about it more when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. But right now, Bill O'Reilly joins us on the Dave Ellswick Show, 1011 FM, The Answer. All right, let's get to it over the weekend. You got to go to the movies. I mean, that's what I do. I go see a movie typically on Thursday night. Uh, a new release that's coming out. I see that so I can talk t- about it to you on Friday here on the Dave Ellswick Show. But I'll probably pick up on something else. And i got to tell you, the one that I'm hearing the most about positively is the new J-Lo movie, Marry Me. So uh, Matt Smith is here. He is the owner of the VIP Cinemas across central Arkansas, Hot Springs, Little Rock, you know, Cabot, Searcy, up in Batesville. What do you think, uh, Matt? Marry Me, a good movie to go see? Hey, you know, Marry Me is out for this weekend because we all know Valentine's Day is Monday. And so, you know, uh, we're going to have us a nice little romantic comedy for Valentine's Day. You know, we do that every year. And you've got Jennifer Lopez in the film. Uh, People will definitely get out and watch that for Valentine's Day. There's no doubt. Uh, It's gotten some good reviews. And it is your uh, kind of fish out of water plus rom-com story. You know, right. So I think people are going to get out and enjoy that. It's PG-13. Uh, it's new today, uh, of course, with uh, Owen Wilson uh, as uh, Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo's love interest. And, uh, yeah, you know, the film comes together, uh, you know, kind of in a cool way um, with um, how they meet each other and um, – uh, you know, it's at a concert, and of course she's a singer, which you know, obviously easy for her to pull off. Um, music <laughs> superstar Kate Valdez and Bastian are getting married before a global audience of fans, but when Kate learns seconds before her vows that Bastian has been unfaithful, she decides to marry Charlie, a stranger in the crowd, instead. Yeah, that's holding a sign that says "Marry Me." Yes, and <laughs> Owen Wilson is uh, playing Charlie, the stranger in the crowd. You know, Jennifer Lopez is a superstar singer. Uh, Sarah Silverman is also in this movie. She's uh, Owen Wilson's buddy. And it's got John Bradley. Um, PG-13, cool little romantic comedy. Just, uh, you know, escape to the movies this weekend and check the film out. Yeah, if you're not sure about Owen Wilson, Owen Wilson, of course, Vince Vaughn, Wedding Crashers, great movie. Uh, He's done other movies as well. I like Owen Wilson. I think he's... uh, He's a he's a good comedic actor, and I'm I'm betcha that he's really good in this. I think I'm going to go see that either Saturday or Sunday. But the one that I saw last night was, uh, of course, Death on the Nile, uh, new Brana movie. And I got to tell you, I give it a, a high B. It's a it's it's like the the way it's always been done. This is like going back to, to when Peter Ustinoff uh, played Perot. Uh, the the detective, and now you've got Brana playing him, and uh, you got all these uh, stars that make uh, cameo appearances, small small and larger appearances. Uh, Gail Gadot in this movie, and uh, is in the movie for quite a bit of the movie. 
but just know that it's an Agatha Christie type of uh, murder mystery, and that means a lot of people get killed, and uh, that's just the way it goes in an Agatha Christie movie. But it really, I thought, mirrored the way these movies were done back in the 70s and 80s. And, uh, I mean, I was talking earlier in the film, or in the show, Matt, about um, how Peter Sellers made fun of it in a shot in the dark at the end of that movie, one of the great comedies of all time, and how they always get all the possible uh, people that could be the killer in the same room. And uh, the, the detective starts talking about what each has been up to and things of that nature. Now, the light doesn't go off for you to find out who it is <laughs> that did the, did the dastardly deeds, but it, it, it shot that uh, kind of that way as they always are, and it's very entertaining. And let me just tell you, the cinematography of this motion picture is mind-blowing. Verona d- did the, the direction, and he did a fantastic job uh, of it i like how he he kind of broke up the chapters of the movie by raising the camera out of the nile river and then have a different scene to start it was really a, a very well done motion picture hey uh pg-13 death in the now directed by kenneth Branagh. uh you know of course uh, he's got the uh, award-nominated film belfast out right now as well that's also playing at riverdale 10 cinema and uh, yes he did murder on orient express uh, Kenneth Branagh stars, as well as Wonder Woman herself, Gail Gadot. Uh, the film has Annette Bening. Ali Frazel is in the film. Army Hammer's been in the movie. Yeah, he's good um, in it. Yeah, and, you know, he had a little bit of controversy, uh, you know, um, as of late, but uh, he's great. Um, Who's the co- there's a comedian. There's a comedian. He used to be married to uh, one of the big singers that's in this. Um, I can't think of his name right Ali, now. Ali Fazal. That's the comedian you're thinking of, Okay. Right? Yes, yes. He's in there. Um, everyone on the uh, SS Canuck is cruising the Nile. And they have a reason to want heiress Lynette Ridgway dead. Her jewels are co- coveted by uh, Miss Von Syke. Her maid is upset. <laughs> Everybody has a reason to be the murderer. The writer is facing a libel suit from her. The daughter wants to protect her money. I mean, it goes on and on. Yeah, know? it's great. It's cool. It's great. I mean, this is my pick for the weekend, okay? Of the three movies we've got new this weekend, this is my pick for the weekend. It's on the big screen. Wonderful reviews from Indie Wire on this film. Uh, great review in... Uh, uh, Deadline Hollywood on this film. Hollywood Reporter gave this movie a great review. So the good reviews are out there. Uh, this is my pick. If you're going this weekend, this is the one I would see. Well, it's definitely a Valentine's movie type uh, pick. Yeah. Just know that your your female acquaintance is going to like it. Yeah, you, you, you can't miss on this one, guys. Take it from Dave. He's telling you. And so, and, and, and so is Matt. You can't miss for, for Valentine's Day. Uh, taking them out to the movie to see this film. It's a good uh, movie. I really, really enjoyed it, and I know that Linda really enjoyed it. I was going to go see uh, Blacklight with Liam Neeson. There you go. And uh, I was told by my wife, I'd rather see Murder on on the, on the Nile. And I thought to myself, well, you know, that's probably the movie that's going to draw the most viewership, so people are going to want to know what I think about it. So I say go see it. Spend your money, go see it, you'll enjoy it. 
Yes, I, Death of Nile's great, and, and, you know, I'm with you on Liam Neeson. I'm a big Liam Neeson fan, and gentlemen, I'll tell you, if you don't have a Valentine, okay, go see Blacklight. <laughs> you know, if, if it's a guy's night out, go see Blacklight, right? Yeah. But yeah. don't take your girl to Blacklight for Valentine's Day, okay? It is a straight-up guy action picture. Uh, Liam Neeson stars. Uh, it's rated PG-13. Um, it also has uh, Emmy Lampin, Taylor John Smith, Adrian Quinn is in this one. Ooh. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's back. Uh, Tim Draxy's in this film. I like Adrian Quinn's role in this. I like I like him kind of playing a baddie. That's kind of different for him. Uh, Mark Williams is back to direct. He's directed um, Liam Neeson before. Travis Block, a shady government agent who specialize, specializes in removing operatives whose covers have been exposed of course, played by Liam Neeson, of course. Un- uncovers a deadly conspiracy within his own ranks that reaches the highest echelons of power. And this is a great Liam Neeson action pick. You know, uh, I love what he does. Um, uh, you know, he had a couple of these in the past year and a half or so. Uh, they're great films. You know, well, I mean, you watched them. What did you think? I, you know, you know you I like them. all of his movies. I, you know, I became a Liam Neeson fan in Rob Roy. Yes. All right. I thought he was fantastic in that movie with Tim Roth, and I've liked him ever since. And uh, there's just something about how he carries himself on the big screen, and even though he's in movies that have pot, uh, plot holes that you can drive a truck through him at times. I still enjoy the action that he does. It's, it's just it's a lot of fun. He, he, he has been great in these roles. Uh, he has just he has just uh, done such a good job here. Uh, now you know he had um, he had the marksman last year, yeah, uh, which I really enjoyed. I thought he did a great job in that, where he uh, was a retired marine marksman protecting a family. I thought that was wonderful. Uh, in 2020, of course, he did Honest Thief. That was a good uh, movie. That was a great action pick. I thought that was really really good. Um, you know, he did that one in, in 2020. Back in 2019, he had Cold Pursuit. You know, Cold Pursuit was really uh, another action pick for him. And then, of course, in 2018, he had The Commuter. And, you know, all of those were, you know, straight-ahead, standalone, tough-guy action movies. But let's not forget now, uh, you know, he was in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Yep. You know, he was in that. Uh, he did... Uh, all the Man Taken in movies. Yeah. Men in Black International. He yeah. was in that film. He did a couple of cool little independent films. Made in Italy from IFC. He was in that. Uh, actually made that movie with his son. And uh, Ordinary Love, another little independent film that he did. So he actually, uh, you know, he actually has um, a wider range than you would think. You yeah. Know? He's a great, he is a very good actor. He really, really is. You know, Aiden Quinn, speaking about him. The last movie I remember seeing him in, I got to go back to the 90s. Okay. About mid 1990s. He was in with Brad Pitt, and uh, he was in the movie with uh, Brad Pitt and Anthony Hopkins, and uh, Zwick was the, uh, the director of Legends of the Fall. You remember that? Yes, and of course he was a good guy in that film. Yeah, and it was a good it was movie. A great film, great film. It, it was really a good movie. A good guy. He normally plays a good guy, but he's got a dark character in this uh, Blacklight movie, it, and it's worth checking out. I love Liam Neeson. Me too. Uh, you know, I would highly recommend it. Yes, yes. And I, and I can tell you some other stuff that we still got on the screen. And of course, you know, all this information is that available at Riverdale10.com. We are playing Belfast. 
Uh, we brought that back because the Academy Award nominations, uh, it is up for uh, seven Academy Awards. We're playing Belfast at Riverdale 10. Uh, we are playing Licorice Pizza at Riverdale 10. We have held it over. It is up for four Academy Awards at the Oscars. Uh, we are still playing West Side Story. Uh, that is up for uh, Academy Awards. At yeah, the best director. Yes, yes. And uh, my favorite film from last year, Nightmare Alley, uh, it is up for four Academy Awards. That is still on the screen. So uh, West Side Story, Nightmare Alley, Licorice Pizza, and Belfast, all Academy Award-nominated films. You can see them at Riverdale 10. Check them out at Riverdale10.com. And, of course, new this week, we have Death on the Nile, Marry Me, and Blacklight. And then holding over from last week, uh, we have uh, Jackass Forever, Goofball, Fish Out of Water, Stunt Comedy. Uh, We're playing Moonfall, new sci-fi action film from uh, Lionsgate. We still have the independent film Sundown, starring Tim Roth. That is still on the screen. And, uh, hey... You know, the biggest movie of January, Scream. We're still playing Scream. Great movie. And the fourth biggest movie of all time. Spider-Man. So far, Spider-Man No Way Home. We're still playing that. So be sure to check that out. It's Riverdale10.com. To tell you some stuff that's coming up, uh, we are showing uh, Dog with Channing Tatum. All right. Hold hold it. I'm going to take a break. We'll come back. And we'll talk about... Things that are coming up. By the way, Belfast, Kenneth Branagh, who did the direction on, he's up for Academy Award, right? Yes. So is Judy Dench, Dame Judy Dench, who's in yes. the movie. I'm, and we'll talk about a little bit about the Academy Awards because I'm upset that they they keep putting Netflix and these other people in. I just don't think they should be there. But anyway, we'll we'll talk about that when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Matt Smith is with us. We're talking movies. The one to go see this weekend, guys, with your gals, because it's Valentine's Day weekend, Death on the Nile. Don't forget about East End Towing. They'll take good care of you. They know everything to do in the situations you might find yourself in. They are uh, with the Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board. They're licensed. They're insured. And all of their trucks are permitted. They'll take good care of you. You call them. They come. They'll make sure things are taken care of on the side of the road, or if it's even in your driveway, that they got to come and hook you up. They'll do that. That's East End Towing. Phone number 501-888-8849. 501-888-8849. All right, back with you. Matt Smith is here with me. Uh, Matt, the uh, best director, Oscar, you know, Spielberg, Brana, uh, was it Anderson is in there, but... The person who was left out that I was stunned by, Dennis Venezuela, uh, who did uh, Dune. I was really surprised that he was left out as best director. Yeah, it's it's really hard to get them to uh, nominate blockbuster uh, films like that. It, it, it's almost like the uh, weirdos that run the Academy Awards are against ticket sales. You know. Yeah. And so it's just yeah, it's just hard for them to um, you know to to um, um, get 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 votes for those movies. You know, you were you mentioned uh, you mentioned Belfast. Uh, you mentioned West Side Story. Uh, what were the other ones you just mentioned? Licorice Pizza? Licorice Pizza. Okay, yeah. Now understand, those are three wonderful motion pictures. Uh, I enjoyed all three of them. I love them. My favorite movie from last year is Nightmare Alley, uh, and they're great. 
But, you know, I am a movie aficionado, okay? I mean, I am a connoisseur. I mean, I love film. Me too. And and I hunt up something different, uh, but that is not a general public, general audience's popcorn movie type thing. Dune is a movie like that. Spider-Man No Way Home is a movie like that. You know, the new Batman movie, you know, and those tickets are on sale today. Man, uh, I can't movie wait. Theater. Batman, March 3rd. Um, that is general audiences, popcorn movies. Those are the movies that everybody sees. You know, if somebody's going to the movies ten times a year, they're watching the top ten movies, and it's a movie like that. Uh-huh. And the Academy Award people do not vote for that. And you got to understand, when you're looking at the Oscars, uh, they've recently expanded the voting uh, and kind of tried to throw in, uh, you know, everything but the kitchen sink. Uh, but the reality is only 5,000 people get to vote for that. You know, that's it. I mean, that's it. That's that. That's it. There's 6 billion people on Earth, and, you know, <laughs> you know I mean, I want you to think about this, right? I mean, like the first, the first second that Spider-Man was on the screen, Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people watch that thing, and only 5,000 people get to vote for the Academy Awards. So you got to kind of take that into consideration when you're looking at those films, and they are looking for some really, really, really different, strange, weirdo, highbrow-type stuff before they vote for it. Well, I'll it's tell you— a very you, jaded voting crew. Let me, let me just say this. I think it's ridiculous that Don't Look Up got a Best Picture nod. Yeah, I mean, I, I would not say that the Academy Awards are as corrupt as the Golden Globes because the Hollywood Foreign Press Association can be bought off, whether it's with dinners or access to stars or lavish parties or swag bags or whatever. I wouldn't say that about the Oscars, but I think that the people that get to vote are generally in a lot of ways feathering their own nest. Yeah, And so, you know, to get to vote, you've got to be someone who has won. Uh, an Oscar, you know, or you've got to be a member of the Academy, which means you work for one of the studios that is funding the Academy. You know, it's it's really a big Chamber of Commerce celebration for Hollywood. You know, that's what the Oscars amount to. It just happens to be televised, right? And so there's a lot of patting each other on the back. I mean, that's really what that is. And so if you are an actor, an actress, a studio executive, a director, anybody involved in this, and you work for, say, Warner Brothers, or, you know, you work for MGM or whatever, and it's time for you to fill out your ballot, uh, I would say you're biased toward MGM or Warner Brothers. You know, that's your bread and butter. I mean, I, I think when they hand Clint Eastwood his ballot, I think he probably looks at that ballot and sees all the movies from Warner Brothers and checks them off. Yeah. And then he looks at the other categories and he says, well, Warner Brothers doesn't have a movie in this category. Uh, which one of these movies did I like? You know, if he bothered to watch them. And I, he picks one. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm there's a lot you. of that that goes on with the balloting. And I think that's why you get these weird, skewed nominations that a lot of people are standing home, scratching their heads, saying, what is that? I've never even heard of that movie. You know, yeah. what is that? You know, I think that happens quite often. Well, let me ask this last question for you today, and and that deals with Netflix being included in the Academy Awards. I understand that they're in, if they're included in the Emmys, but I don't understand them being included in the Academy Awards. You've got to understand the Academy Awards, and you've got to understand you know what they're there to focus on. They're there to push film and push the industry and push uh, push that as a craft. And so as the rules were written over the years, there was a rule written in there to specifically help out documentaries right? and to specifically help out um, uh, short films. 
and to specifically help out little independent films because they're trying to grow a new crop of directors and actors and actresses and tech people. That's one of the reasons you've got stuff like the Sundance Film Festival. It started back in the 80s. And so when the rules were written in there, they said, hey, if this movie plays on just one screen, okay, in New York or uh, New York and L.A. for one week in that calendar year, it qualifies for the Oscars. And so what you would see a lot of times is you would see a movie hit the screens on Christmas Day and play for just seven days simply for Oscar consideration. And if they could get that movie on one screen in New York and one screen in L.A. and it played the last seven days of a year, it could be considered for Oscars. And that was done a lot with little independent films, uh, foreign films, documentaries, and short films, right? And so that's the rule, and that's what, that's what people in those categories would do. Now, when you've got some morons that do television, which is what Netflix is, that's TV. Yeah, it, it is. Matter how, it's television. doesn't matter how big the screen is at your house. You're still watching your TV, bro. Anyway, that's TV. To circumvent those rules, what Netflix did is they bought a theater in New York and they bought a theater in L.A. And so they can take their television movie and stick it on that theater for just seven days any time that year, and it qualifies for the Oscars. And so it's a, it's a, it's a big boy uh, operation uh, essentially taking, taking um, the rules that were meant for the little guy, okay, uh, and, and, and circumventing that, manipulating those rules to get some television considered. That's what it amounts to. That, that rule was for documentary films and short films right. to qualify for the Oscars because, you know, those guys don't have, you know, Warner Studio like Warner Brothers, Universal Fox or something. All right, let me jump in and say thanks for being on. And last but not least, before we leave, please give us more Ann Benning on the big screen. I want to see more with her. She hey, is a great... Now, man. Come check it out. She's a great actress. All right, we'll talk to you Go later, Matt. Com. Appreciate you, brother. Talk to you later. Matt um, Smith, of course, the owner of all the VIP cinemas. I'm done for this week. I'll join you again Monday. We'll have uh, the power panel on. And we'll deal with all the big stories that happened over the weekend. That's coming your way right here. 101.1 FM, The Answer.